Hey everybody. You know, what's really cool about what I do now is that I get to connect with people who are on similar journey as I am, but different. I've been on the health and wellness journey for my entire life. You know, I played competitive sports, competitive hockey, but I didn't start to take a real interest in like real health, the real foundational health, um, the natural side of things and really taking it in my hands to learn this stuff until about 2008. So since then, it's been quite the journey. It's been quite the ride. I've been able to listen to and read and, and just learn about so many amazing things and it's taken me on so many different directions. And now being able to have a podcast and be able to connect with these people, as you guys have probably noticed, is one of my passions, health and wellness, learning about this, learning about people's perspectives and how that ties in with adversity because your health, your body is the only one that you have and your body will go through so many different things. And sometimes when we're not operating at its full potential, we can't put out the full output that we're supposed to, right? We, we can't operate, we can't have the energy to get through these challenges, to think straight. So it's really important to take health into your hands and learn. So getting to connect with amazing people like our next guest is really quite exciting for me because you know it always opens up just a world of possibilities and knowledge. So today I have somebody by the name of Lindsay Elmore. So she's got a really interesting story because she started out going to pharmacy school and then from pharmacy school, she got into a ski accident. And after that, she wasn't able to heal properly. She was using regular medicine, using all the things that we're told to use, but she wasn't healing properly. So she started to go and take a more holistic and natural approach, getting a chiropractor, which meant a bunch of naturopathic stuff. And she'll get into it in the episode, but that really healed her. So that really opened up a door for her to want to stem from traditional medicine, Western medicine into more of a holistic approach, which she ended up getting into now. Now we talk about a lot of things she's up to, essential oils, a lot of how that ties in. And it's a really good conversation. She's a great speaker and it was very easy for me to talk to her. So I think you guys will get a lot out of this. And each person has that story about their journey. So I urge you guys to really listen to this till the end and reach out if you have any questions from either myself or Lindsay, because um, this is for you guys. This is to add value into your life and to maybe you'll hear something that will help you make a better decision in your health, which will affect your, your decisions in your life. And when adversity hits, you'll be better equipped. So if you guys haven't already, please go and hit subscribe, leave us a review, or you know what, even better, um, I actually was listening to Lewis Howes' podcast and he, he, I really like this from him. So I want to give this credit to him, but share this with a friend, you know, tell somebody about it, text somebody, Hey, have you heard university of adversity? Even if you just like the name of the show it, and it's your first time here or you're a regular or whatever it is, text somebody, show them, you know, what the show's about, like talk about it, share it. And that really matters to me, guys. I really appreciate it. And um, that's the way this is going to grow. It's I can't do this without you guys. If I don't have people listening, then I'm just talking to myself, right? So <laughs> I'm truly blessed to have you guys listening and joining me on this road. And as always, guys, I'm, I'm always here to bring value and to help you, equip you with the tools in your life so that you can do things better. I'm only giving you things that you already have and helping you realize and adding more tools to your already existing um, toolbox. So Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode of Lindsay Elmore, and we will catch you on the other side. Enjoy the show.
Lindsay, what's happening? How are oh, you? Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So glad to have you. Um, you got a great story. I love what you're up to, doing some amazing things. Thank you. And yeah, no, for sure. And I'm really excited to dive into your story because I know through all these different things that happen and transformation, something always comes out of it. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't absolutely. seem like that at the time, but that's the beautiful thing. So I would love if you could give us a little bit of a background about yourself, you know, maybe fill in the gaps, maybe just peel back the curtain a little bit of uh, how you got to where you are today. I am originally from Birmingham, Alabama, was born in Alabama, uh, raised there my whole life all the way through college, um, went to college there in Birmingham as well, and then told my family, like, I'm out, I've got to go, and moved all the way to San Francisco for pharmacy school, and, you know, you want to talk about being scared, you know, somebody <laughs> leaving home for the first time at sure. 22, 23 years old, moving across the country, not knowing anyone, not even really knowing what I'm getting into as far as school goes, but thrived, excelled, loved it, put in a lot of hard work, ended up doing, I really, I was always driven by accomplishing and achieving and always wanted to be at the top of my, my game. So I did two years of postdoctoral education as well. So my first year I took care of mostly inpatient, so people that are in the hospital, and then I ended up specializing in outpatient pharmacy management so that I could really dive into the disease states that are plaguing all of America. So from there, went on a complete just whoop turn to left field because I kept seeing a friend tell everybody that she knew that essential oils would change your life. And I just thought this chick is crazy pants town. But I was already kind of a wacky pharmacist. When I was in pharmacy school, I actually tore my ACL. And when I tore my ACL, it's, I, when you tear your ACL, they lock your knee out straight. Right. And so every time you walk, you have to hike your hip up because you can't bend your knee. That led me to have all kinds of spinal misalignments, which led me to chiropractor for the first time. Ended up telling my chiropractor, hey, I've had insomnia for about a month. I'm really struggling. She referred me to the acupuncturist. And so from there, I began to study and research and learn as much as I could about acupuncture and herbs and alternative thoughts about healing and, and wellness. And so when essential oils came into my life, it kind of set me on a path that has gotten me to where I am now, which is all about how do we educate people about natural supplements and natural wellness approaches that actually have data behind them. I, am, I want to take all of natural wellness out of the arena of like woo woo and that it's just witchcraft because there is a lot of evidence and it's important that as healthcare professionals, we actually know a little bit about it because otherwise we put our patients at risk. So it was a long winding road that got me to be the, the businesswoman that I am today. And, and I know we're here today to, to talk about adversity and I 
you know, it, it seems like when you have that Instagram life that everything is all good, but I suffered a lot as a child. My dad and mom got divorced when I was a kid, ended up in therapy for a long time for that, struggled with body image issues, bulimia as a teenager and as a, a young a person in my young 20s, found just a zillion and a half ways to abuse myself. And it's still an ongoing journey. I mean, the wounds of the past creep up. So even now, as I'm running a company and, and doing all these amazing things, those insecurities do creep in and you got to learn to keep them all in check. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? It's that, okay. Well, before I even go back on that, how do you deal with those insecurities, those, those things, those limited beliefs, like yeah. how do you, so walk us through because you've obviously, you know, you're successful, you know, you, yeah. you went through the school, you did the stuff, you, you've made this transition, but how do you deal with those things on a daily basis? I, I, I remind myself often that the commitment to be an entrepreneur is the commitment to be slightly terrified at every decision that you have to make because you don't know what you're doing. You can get mentorship from people, you can get advice, but ultimately it's, it, the onus is on you to figure it all out. And so you have to do things even though you're afraid of them. You know, I launched my subscription membership to my website last um, January, January of 2018. So two Januaries ago, my goodness. So we launched it. And I remember when I was sitting and thinking and designing what I wanted to create, I got so scared that I, I slammed my computer shut. I had to sit in my living room floor and I was, my heart was racing. I just, I had an anxiety attack because I was so scared of the product and the project that I was that I was wanting to do and pursue. And eventually the thought came to me, all you have to do right now is make one spreadsheet. That is all you're aiming to do. Make one spreadsheet right now. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking about life or business or relationships or whatever it is as this huge monstrosity, mm. tackle the one thing in front of you, one thing at a time, and it gets you there. And sometimes that one thing, you got to mess it up a few times. You got to do it wrong to realize how to do it right. And you have to be really patient with yourself. I mean, I, I remember um, posting my first ever listing on Amazon. I thought this was the most challenging thing in the world, but you do it once and then all of a sudden you can duplicate it and do yeah. it again and it becomes easier. That's, yeah, that's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I was actually going to do a video on this specific thing because what happens is we see the big, it's so good to have the big vision but sometimes the big vision can become overwhelming because it seems there's so much to do. Yeah. And yes. we spend that time worried about those things instead of the simple things like, all right, let's break it down. What are the things that need to get done? Even if you get three things done today or two, 
when you're focused on those things, you won't even have time to think about what won't go, what you have to do because you're already focusing. And that's so true, especially in this journey, this business Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey. Yes. It's like, there's just so much fear and there's so many people that are scared that we find every reason to not attack the smallest things. Well, and I think we also are so distracted these days. So even though you may say, I hate accounting. Go ahead. Just, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how people do line items. I <laughs> do not like the fact that I have to be my chief finance officer, but if I'm not my chief finance officer, who is? And so I have to sit down and say, okay, now is the hour that I am going to deal with taxes and unemployment insurance and all of the things that it takes to run a company legally because, you know, what do you want? Do you want to sit down and dedicate an hour to it and actually put your phone aside and allow yourself to accomplish one thing? Um, we try to multitask but we are actually horrible at <laughs> multitasking. So our, true. our brains do not understand yeah. how to do it. And yeah. it's one of the reasons, honestly, that I love the medium of podcasting is because I actually take a moment to have a dedicated conversation with someone about a specific topic and not get distracted by everything else that's on the plate. And so we are so driven to be a checklist society, but we really have to look at and divide what is urgent and important, what is urgent and unimportant, what is unimportant and not urgent, and then what is what is urgent, whatever the other one is, the yeah, fourth yeah. one. So we, we have to decide and not allow the distraction of our phones and watching movies and all the things that we do that crowd our brain and prevent us from being able to simply accomplish one dedicated task. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I want to circle back to your ski accident. Yeah. Um, what really, you know, I was reading up about you and you know, okay, so this is, this is the thing that I really want to get from this specific thing as well is that, so you're on a path. You're on, you wanted to be a pharmacist, correct? Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden the ski accident happens and you get this injury and you're not healing property properly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So how, so obviously healing your body was the main thing, but if that didn't happen, would you have carried on and probably just been in the pharmacy? Like how much did that impact that injury have to do with like your transformation in the path because sometimes not always sometimes we need that 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 crazy thing to hit us to be like oh wait a minute i'm you know what i mean to get that awareness to, yeah. to switch directions i mean you know can i quantify like how much it impacted my overall life's journey I don't know but yeah. i do know a couple of very profound things that happened to me mm. 
One was while I was recovering from the injury, I met a pharmacist and her name was Connie Grounds. Mm. And Connie practices pharmacy at the University of Minnesota, but she also is an Amazonian shaman. And she wrote a book called Jungle Medicine, and it was all about her journeys through the jungle. Wow. Um, and how she now incorporates shamanic practices into her pharmacy practice at oh. the university. I met her. And again, you just, you know, when something shifts inside of you, yeah. I was instantly drawn to her. I was that annoying person that I sat down with her to eat lunch. And I was like, I have to talk to her. Yeah. And I tell her my sob story about, you know, I've torn my ACL. Um, it was my very first ever time skiing. This was a time. So San Francisco, it already rains a lot. During the time that I was in my brace, I was, had a brace off and on for about 18, 12 to 18 weeks. So you have it and then you get rid of it and then you have surgery and then you need it again and all that good stuff. It rained every single day for six weeks straight. And I was on crutches most of that time. Like it was a lot to deal with. And I'm from Alabama where gentlemen like to hold doors open for ladies. And, you know, I got out there in San Francisco and I was like, is nobody going to hold a door open for me? Um, and so Connie, during that lunch, asked me, why did you need this injury? And that is a question I have carried with me for so many years. And I've asked it of patients. Sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes it does not. Because I think that in general, we have a huge problem in the medical system of people being unempowered. Mm -hmm. People are unempowered and they don't necessarily, I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but many people do not want to take ownership about the fact that their daily decisions impact their overall health. And so sometimes when you ask people, why did you need this sickness? Why did you need this breakup? Why did you need this thing to happen? If you are open, you can use that different perspective to understand why this is valuable and beneficial for you. I now know that because of tearing my ACL, I started a relationship with chiropractic care, which I'd never had before. Mm. I started a relationship with Chinese medicine, which I had never done before. I started researching herbs and started researching different interpretations of health and wellness. And to me, it, it freed something inside of me to know that there is more than just a very rigid approach to health. Because I think that, you know, in Western medicine, it's this symptom gets this drug, that yeah. symptom gets that drug, this gets this surgery. Um, but, you know, in Chinese medicine, the whole point is to not get sick, which was a profound shift for me. And so, you know, I, I don't know exactly what it, what it all brought to me, 
but it brought something that helped me to understand my own interpretations of health better. It also helped me to understand other healthcare professionals. Like I know so much more about what a physical therapist does. I know so much more about what an orthopedic surgeon does. I, I know a lot more because I've interacted with these people on a personal level. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and, and that's the thing is that a lot of the doctors or anybody in that side just hasn't been trained on prevention. I mean, that's, they're just, they're trained to fix, fix the cause or fix the illness, right? Put a bandaid on it. Yeah. But nobody's getting to the root cause of it, which can go so deep. And it's almost always emotional. You know, it is almost always a childhood trauma, if you believe in this kind of thing, an ancestral trauma, it is, it is something inside of us that deems us not worthy of health. And yeah. again, I, I want your listeners to understand that I'm not insensitive. You don't understand why you get cancer. You know, you've done everything right. You drank all the water, you ate all the vegetables, you exercised, you didn't smoke, you had happy relationships, all of those things. But just take a step back from whatever is going on and say, how do I make this a blessing? How does the obstacle become the way? You know, if your listeners, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not read The Obstacle is the Way, oh my gosh, it is a phenomenal work about how each and every adversity that you face is actually positioning you to be more powerful in the future. Yeah, that, that's so true because if we didn't have those challenges, we wouldn't grow. Absolutely. I mean, that is, according to some spiritual leaders, that's our role as humans on this earth is to face adversity and to become better individuals because of it. You know, I... I actually disagree with the Buddha. I don't think that life is suffering. I do think that life is full of challenges, but there can be learning and expansion and joy within what feels day-to-day so tedious when you're facing big problems. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's all your perspective, right? I mean, everything has... And that's the beautiful thing of the journey we're on. You know, I've, you know, everybody has their perspective and what works for them isn't going to work for everybody. And every philosophy isn't going to work for everybody. And, you know, that's the thing. And that's kind of the whole fun. That's the whole game, you know, figuring yeah. it out. And um, it's super important to do that. And, you know, you fail, you, it's no big deal. You come across challenges, you learn to dance with it. You learn to work with it. You know, you don't need to run away. You need to face these things and really understand the feeling that you're getting from these things. What is it teaching you? And then let it go and move on. Yeah. It's, it's like Sheryl Sandberg says, uh, fail forward. Every time that you do just fail forward, allow it to make you better the next go round. And I think another really important lesson for people is to realize that 
this is not final. Just because you make a decision doesn't mean it's the only time in your life that you will be able to make this decision. I mean, I had a really tough weekend this past weekend because my partner and I had decided that we wanted uh, we wanted to get a dog. And we'd been talking about it for like six months. I kept saying, nope, 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 no dog. And his birthday's coming up. And so I finally said, all right, babe, if you want a dog, we can get a dog for your birthday. So we did our research. We looked at different breeds. We went to the vet. We went to the pound. We went to all of these different places. And we finally get there to pick up our perfect puppy and bring it home. And we just had this feeling. We just had this feeling. This is not right. This is not a good fit. It's too much to have a puppy in the city. We live in this, you know, walk up apartment. It's too much. It's too much. And for two days, I just, I cried at like the loss that I felt of this idea of how much we thought we wanted to get a puppy. And then I realized how much comfort it gave me when he and I set a time that we said, we'll talk about it again. Six months from now, we'll talk about it again. So just, it, I love your sign, you know, trust the universe. Just because the universe has given you signs that right now it's a no, we advise you against this. It doesn't mean that that door is not going to open at some point in the future. Yeah. And this is perfect segue to the next thing because- that comes from being in tune with yourself. Yes. Listening to the pull, the push. And this is my next question is, you know, what is self-care to you? Mm-hmm. And how does meditation and yoga, the stuff that, you know, you talk about, how does that kind of allow you to be more in tune to knowing the message, whether it's right or wrong? Well, I think true self-care comes from a place of authenticity. I think that, I think so many of us try to be the person that your mom or dad told you to be. We try to be the person that society says that we want to be, you know, I mean, guys, get like this macho role that they have to play and women have to be these demure little housewives. Stop telling yourself any story except your own. If, you know, people, it was crazy because to make all of this puppy drama worse, we were so excited that we, you know, we're Insta-storying it, we're on our way, we're getting a puppy. And then afterwards it was like, we decided this wasn't right at this moment and it's really sad and it's hard. And we had to we opened ourselves up to like ridiculous judgments of other people. We had people telling us that we were not good people because we decided that we wanted to go with a purebred puppy instead of rescuing something from the pound. And I'm like, well, we went to the pound and we saw how abused many of these dogs looked, how unhappy, like they did not look well. And we thought, you know what? We, we want a dog that's not got the emotional trauma with it. You know, we had to deal with people telling us like, you should have just gone with it. You got too caught up in your own mind, blah, blah, blah. But we had to take a step back and just go, you know what? We don't care what these other people said. 
we decided it was not in ours or the dog's best interest at this moment. So living authentically is so freeing. I mean, the transformations that people go through when they make those big life choices and say, you know, I had to tell my mom when I was in college, I am never going to be this person that you want me to be. You got to stop my mom. Oh, my stars. She would lay guilt trips on me because I didn't go to the nursing home and see my aunts. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I finally was like, mom, if that makes you happy, amazing. It doesn't make me happy. I was like, I just saw my aunt three weeks ago, you know, and I had to be honest with myself and just say, this is how I'm built and this is how I'm going to be. Mm. So authenticity, I think is where true self-care starts, because if you ignore your authentic self, you end up just, it just eats at you from the inside. It just eats at you. And I think that being able to train your intuition is definitely a thing. Uh, people think that people think that, oh, some people just have strong intuition and other people don't. I don't think this is true. I think that when we meditate and we consciously turn inward and simply scanning throughout your body, you know, when is the, and asking yourself honest questions like, When's the last time I felt hungry? When's the last time that I did not have pain? And really celebrating those moments. Um, I heard a meditation guide one time ask everyone in the room, Who's, whose teeth hurt in here? And everybody was like looking around like, nobody, my teeth don't hurt. Do your teeth hurt? What's going on? And his whole meditation was, we're just going to meditate for the next 30 minutes on the gratitude that our teeth don't hurt, you know? And I think that that can be an amazing oh, yeah. thing uh, to actually say like, wow, I am just going to sit here in marvel in the fact that I don't have anxiety. I'm going to sit here and just marvel in the fact that I am not panicked about the future. Um, and I think the most important thing is when you know, you know, don't let anything change your mind. You know, if I, I remember the first time, um, first time I got engaged, the, I remember, I remember the guy down on his knee holding the ring and he said, will you marry me? And the first thought that went through my head was Lindsay say no. But guess what the words were that came out of my mouth? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's like if the whatever your first thought is, is almost always the right oh, one. That's so true. Especially, I think, when it comes to relationships. Like, yeah, you, know, that you have that voice talking. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, shut up, voice. I know. Yes. Okay, I know. Yeah. And the more you become aware of that, I know. And sometimes, the more conscious you get, the more meditating, the more that comes and you sometimes try to ignore it, but then you, that's when you know you need, to, you need to understand it more and listen to it more because it's right. becoming louder. Yeah. Right? And it's, I think, also important to identify what it is that is the emotion that's causing this discrepancy. Mm. You know, why would I stay in an unhappy relationship up to the point of getting engaged when I knew that was not what I wanted and identifying, is it 
fear of not fitting in? Is it lack? Is it that you think you're undeserving of love? Like, what is it that is causing you to accept that volunteering at your children's school that you do not want to do? What is it in you that is forcing you to just nod and smile at work, even though you feel like you're getting bad advice or you're being sent in the wrong direction? What is it in you that makes you think that you deserve to be poor, that you deserve to never have a vacation? Because you deserve all of those things. You deserve to have a happy, fulfilled relationship, even if it is just a relationship with yourself. That is, that's probably the most important one. You deserve to make plenty of money for whatever your chosen craft and field is. You have to figure out what it is in you that makes you feel unworthy. And when you can put that mirror in front of your face, at least you can smile and wave at it and be like, I see you over there, five-year-old version of myself that still is like concerned because dad left. I see you. Mm. And that's the first step is just say, it's just the acknowledgement of what is truly inside of you. Well said. Well said. Thanks. I... um, I I believe me, this is stuff that I talk about a lot. This is stuff that I think about a lot. And just the more of these conversations that I have about this stuff, the more it's like, oh, okay. You know, it kind of like, it hits you more. And you, every yeah. time someone talks about this stuff, it's like, it hits at a different level. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing is that you're constantly growing. You're constantly leveling up to like, to hearing these things. And I, uh, I just love the growth, right? And you got to love the, you got to enjoy the process because it, it doesn't feel good sometimes. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Like, it feels, it's tough to grow sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's tough to level up because we want to stay in the shallow end of the pool because it's just, it's easy. It's yeah. Like, oh, well. But the beautiful thing is on the other side of that is like mm-hmm. that uncomfortableness. And as much as I give that advice, I still am like, oh, why yeah. am I, you know, and I think we all do. So um, I, Let's talk about what you're up to now. Let's talk about your books a little bit too. Okay. And um, I, I would love to hear, you know, you have a book called Essentials, right? I do. Yeah. So Essentials is 75 answers to common questions about essential oils and supplements. And it was a book that I wrote with the drive to ensure that people were looking at data related to essential oils and supplements with a critical eye, because I think that, oh man, on the internet, you can get every opinion under the stars. You can get people who are telling you that X is going to save us all and that we're all going to live for eternity because of it. And then there's another group of people that tell you like, and it'll kill you. So I really wanted to bring some rationale to that discussion And I wanted to exemplify for other healthcare professionals why it's important to know this, because if we don't have the knowledge, it's a patient safety risk. So why are essential oils so, so good? Because I mean, I, I I know there's, you hear it a lot, but you know, why, what's, what's, what's the number one reason why? Humans have been interacting with essential oils since the dawn of time. So the earliest The earliest examples of human burials include aromatic plants, and aromatic plants are where we get essential oils. 
people have used them for everything from currency. They were highly valued. You could trade them for other goods or services. They've been used for beautification, for um, health and wellness all throughout ancient times. And it's only recently that they have been kind of relegated to this witchcraft field. So humans used essential oils for millennia, but then in Victorian England, they got relegated as a piece of witchcraft and people that were using essential oils got deemed witches, which is why they have kind of fallen out <laughs> of, of the common vernacular. So believe it or not, Essential oils are in the first examples of the Materia Medica, which is the oldest medical textbook that exists. And Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, said that the key to health was the bathing in aromatic liquids. Oh. So humans have used essential oils in so many ways. And in this modern day and age, turn on a diffuser late at night, go to bed. Turn on your diffuser in the middle of the day, get some, get some peppermint diffusing, and all of a sudden you're, you're wide awake. Put them in the bathtub. Clean with them. My goodness, lemon essential oil will save you from so many different sticky messes all over your house. They really are versatile, and it's not just their uses on the skin and on um and in foods that matters a lot the aroma is actually very powerful and does way more than you would anticipate so any aroma that's floating through the air goes in into tiny hairs inside of your nose called cilia mm -hmm. and these tiny hairs start to vibrate and that vibration sends an electrical potential up into your nose, across the base of the skull, into an ancient, ancient portion of your brain known as the limbic system. And the limbic system is where we house our emotions, our hormones. This is where our fight or flight system is. This is also where our instincts are, that that inexpressible gut intuitive knowledge. So if you are struggling to make a decision and to go with whatever your intuition tells you, inhale some oils because yeah. this ancient portion of our brain only speaks in aromas. It doesn't speak language and it does not understand words. It only can communicate in aromas. I, I love that. And I use them in my office. I, I use them to sleep. That's why I wanted to bring it up because you guys listening out there, there's so many things that they can do for just even like getting you in the zone for focus. Mm -hmm. And I just love having that smell going all over the place. So yeah. it's, that's, I, I remember hearing about it and somebody that I highly respect was talking about it. And I was like, okay, I'll try these things. So I went out and I bought one of the diffusers. Now I got like three or four in the house. Oh yeah. And, and, and they work great. So yeah, I urge people to go out because I mean, who doesn't want their place at the very least just to smell nice, right? It's like- a, who, who doesn't want their place <laughs> to smell nice? And most conventional items that smell nice that you yeah. can get from your grocery store contains tons of potentially toxic petrochemicals that- many people do not understand 
perhaps maybe making them sick mm -hmm. from the inhalation of these synthetic fragrances that are almost all derived from petrochemicals. And yeah. once you switch and make this transition over to essential oils, everything that you once thought smelled good will instantly smell fake. You will be able to tell the fake from the real very quickly. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's, that's almost like that with anything, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when like you once, get to the authenticity, everything yeah. else, you know, falls. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Where, where's the best place to everybody to find you? Where can they connect with you if they have questions or they want to learn more? Well, you can head to my website, lindsayelmore.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, at Lindsay Elmore on Facebook, at Lindsay Elmore. I teach every Monday over on Facebook. And then I also have a free ebook available for download about how to make empowered health and wellness decisions. And guess what? One of the chapters is all about trusting your intuition. And it really breaks down the difference between the ancient portion of our brain, the limbic system, and our cortex, which is a different part of the brain. So yeah, head to lindsayelmore.com. Very cool. Very informative. Thank I, you. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, you guys, we'll have everything in the show notes for them to check you out, but um, you're a very good speaker as well. You're very good at, uh, you know, some, some are better than others and you're very good at that. So I, I admire that. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's lots a, of knowledge. It's a trained skill as well. I can almost hear the NLP in there. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a trained. It's a the, trained skill. Yeah, neuro linguistic programming. I can is that I can hear a lot of times when people have that skill. It's like this way of connecting. It's it's amazing. I I, I like it a lot. You know, I haven't studied nearly as much as um a lot of people on yeah. uh, neuro linguistic programming. However. You know, people tell me a lot, like, you're just so natural at speaking. And I'm like, no, no, I <laughs> am highly trained at speaking. Yeah, and so sure. I think any of your listeners out there that are perhaps nervous, they know that public speaking could help take their career to the next level. Read books, get in some yeah. improv classes. It yeah. is possible to train your voice to be powerful and commanding even when you on the inside may be nervous and then eventually you work it long enough at this point i think i've spoken in about 32 countries on five Amazing. different continents and uh the nerves will pass they will yeah. awesome okay i got one last question it's always my totally. question i used to word this differently but i've changed it what is one lesson that you have learned from adversity be yourself. Be so just relentlessly true to your own heart and don't let anybody sway you from that. Don't let anybody sway you from truly what is in yourself because that's going to lead you to be kind and understanding and open, you know, receptive and it also like alerts you like, I don't, I don't like this person. I don't want to do business with them. And that's an okay thing to be true to yourself. Amazing. That was great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, make sure to have everybody check you out. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much. Appreciate Lindsay you. El Lindsay Elmore, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that. It was a really upbeat conversation, lots of energy, and 
Yeah, make sure to check out Lindsay if you have any questions or if you want to, you know, want to follow her. All the all the relevant information will be in the show notes. As always, guys, share this with your friends, please. As I said in the intro, text a friend, tell somebody about this show. If you like the name of it, if you like the show, or leave us a review. I know a lot of people don't like to leave reviews and subscribe. I know it can be a pain in the butt, but either one of those guys really helps, and I truly, truly appreciate it and I hope you guys have a beautiful day and we will catch you next time.